0: Hey, yo, what's going on, everyone? This is Lex James.
1: And this is your boy Mikey Bravo, and you're listening to The Wrestling High. And on this show, we'll keep you up to date on all things WWE and AEW, whether it's good, bad, or just completely shit.
0: We're also going to be hitting you with all the rumors and hot topics all throughout the world of pro wrestling. And Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high. Do it.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is the Monster Among Mikes, Mikey Bravo. I'm here with Leopard Langual X. James. And we got an Extreme Rules High and Low episode with another topic we want to talk about at the end, too. That's just fucking funny.
0: Monster Among Mikes. I'm
1: the Monster Among Mikes. I got to
0: give you credit on that one. Yeah. That, that's a good one. But yeah, another High and Low. Not too far removed from our last one. I think a couple episodes ago. was Grand Slam. Extreme rules, not too far from it. Philadelphia.
1: It's always a good wrestling crowd.
0: I've they're been a shitty par-
1: sports fans. <laughs> but they're a good wrestling
0: crowd. Don't get me started on your teams. <laughs> but I- I've been a part of a Philly crowd. And I don't know if you have, no. but I've been a part of a Philly crowd one and it was the Royal Rumble of twenty fifteen. That was the one that Roman Reigns won. And that was when he was booed out oh, that of must fucking have been Philly.
1: Brutal.
0: Yeah, I've never been anywhere. Where that many people hated one guy, and were that vocal about it was crazy. Like Roman Reigns was the most hated individual in Philly that night. That was actually on my twenty seventh birthday too, uh, and everybody was mad that Daniel Bryan not only got eliminated very early in the match, but didn't win. Yeah, I remember that. It's, it's a shame because the Triple Threat match that happened that night was Seth Rollins, was, Brock Lesnar, and John Cena. Yeah,
1: that was that was Les uh, not Lesnar Rollins test to see if he was a main eventer. And he, he
0: did his fucking thing that night. He passed with flying colors. You know, um, and it's one of the best triple threat matches of all time, too. So we were treated to that. But no one remembers that Royal Rumble for that match because everybody remembers how shitty it was when Roman Reigns won. So, uh, yeah, Philly's, uh it's a city that you don't want to piss off because they'll let you know how you feel or how they feel, I should say. Yeah, they ain't got no problem with that. You know? Um, they have no problem booing their own players, so, you know, (laughs) so I, I just remember being there like, why would you fuck with a Philly crowd like that? But this crowd was definitely treated to a much more satisfying show and ending than the one I went to, what, almost eight years ago now. Yeah, time is flying. Yeah, it is. But yeah, this Extreme Rules, it was, uh, like we said last week, this was an Extreme Rules that actually uh, lived up to its billing, other, unlike last year's, where it was just literally one Extreme Rules match and just five other normal no, matches. this was
1: full of gimmick matches. This is what, uh, like, if you're going to keep Extreme Rules around, at least do this. Don't yeah. just have one Extreme Rules match.
0: Yeah. You could al- almost, like, treat it like a raw roulette episode. Yeah. Where it's just nothing but gimmick matches. It's the one night of the year the you This, get away this with show it. was good, man. They you know? kicked it off with it. And really being that Philly is, you know, the the birth of ECW, you know, the land of extreme. Makes sense to have extreme rules in Philly. And they had Paul Heyman doing his little uh, spiel in the beginning yeah. with the kids spelling extreme. In the intro. Which was cool. You know, uh, considering this was a pay-per-view that didn't have one match that featured the bloodline, um, this was a pretty solid pay-per-view. Started off with the six-man donny brook match imperium and the brawling brutes the brawling buddies the brawling buddies i, I, I mistakenly coined them the brawling buddies and i think it's just kind of stuck with them now you know um this was a hell of a match though it was it was entertaining as hell and i think it was the perfect match to kick off this you know pay-per-view to set the tone you know it was a lot of fun the, the crowd was strongly behind Sheamus. This is the uh, these are the best reactions he's gotten. I in his like career. his
1: little resurgence he's having. I love it. It's it's dope. He deserves that.
0: Well deserved. And he's even credited. You know, uh, I I keep wanting to say Pete Dunn, but uh, but Butch and Ridge Holland, Ridge the fridge himself. Uh, he credits them for like you know motivating him to you know to this level. So, I you know I think you and I both had Imperium winning this match, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, we both had Imperium winning this match. There was a lot of cool spots in this match. And it was Tornado style like we had kind of hoped and predicted. The way you supposed to do a match. Like right. This.
1: And the ref uh, is just in account
0: count and see if somebody gets
1: knocked out or
0: taps. Considering we see like two or three of these on AEW weekly television. And they all suck. This yeah, was well done. This was good.
1: You know. Um, the one spot where they held them and... Uh, Gunther was just fucking hammering Seamus' chest with slaps. Oof. And then he kicks him in the head.
0: Yeah, man, I just love how stiff they are with each other. You know what I mean? Like, they don't hold back. Everything looks, you know, like it's laid in. Yeah, looks real. You know, there's no bullshit about it. Then when he gave, uh, Sheamus gave Gunther the
1: 10 beats... When Gunther tried to run away, Butch and Ridge came and started kicking him while he was getting that. It was good. Bro. Loved it. Loved it.
0: I, I love the, uh, the Celtic cross through, through the, the table. Yeah. The announce table where Gunther just kind of like he bounced <laughs> off the table and then it collapsed. Crazy. Crazy. You know? Um, and I love, I love the finish of this. They had Ridge and Butch. Who were they holding? Were they holding. Um, was it Vinci or, um, or, or Kaiser? I think it was Kaiser. They were holding Kaiser up for Sheamus to hit him with a bro kick. Sheamus connected, got the one, two, three. And yeah, I think this is the right call because, hey, Gunther was completely protecting this. He didn't, get, he didn't take yeah, the fall. Yeah, he just went to a table. He couldn't help them. And if you remember in the very beginning of the match, um, I, I believe it was Michael Cole who was talking about how, you know, Gunther and Imperium were like, you know, this kind of match is kind of like an embarrassment. This is not what wrestling is about. You know, it's not about weapons and all that. Consider the 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 mat sacred. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's almost like it kind of gives them an out because like they don't partake in nonsense like that. You know yeah, what I mean? It, that makes sense. So you can give Seamus a win in his own match because I'm pretty sure this is the first Donnie Brook he's actually won. I think the only other one is with him and Drew McIntyre, and I'm pretty sure Drew McIntyre won that because I, I can't remember when Seamus has went over on Drew in the last couple of years. Entertaining as hell, nearly 20 minutes, gets a high for me. Yeah, I give this a high. This was a great opening match, probably the best match they could have opened with. No complaints here. Great way to kick off the night and fire up the Philly crowd, because like you said, Philly crowd, when they like what they see, it's you're in yeah, for a special they, night.
1: good wrestling fans out there. You man.
0: know what I mean? They're right up there with New York and Chicago, probably the top three Yeah, yes. in the States. You know what I mean? Philly's a rowdy, uh, they're a rowdy bunch. Second match, Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey, Extreme Rules match for the women's title on SmackDown. And uh, this match went about a little over 10 minutes. And I kind of figured they were going to give Liv Morgan some offense. They had with the bat, just everything that was done with the bat was so phony because they hit each other with the bat so many damn times. And if you hit somebody with the bat this many times, they're going to be crippled. Like, they were just tapping each other with the bat. I wasn't even really paying attention. It to was just kind of stupid. The bat, I think, even read YOLO. Yeah, whack. Liv Morgan loses some cool points for me on that one.
1: That was whack. This is my. I, I'll give this.
0: Ronda Rousey, she made her pass out with a chokehold of some sort where Liv Morgan was smiling as she passed out. And Ronda Rousey was crowned the new SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm glad that Ronda's the new champ because I feel like Liv as champion didn't really connect. They tried; she got her opportunity. I'm glad Ronda Rousey won. I give this a mid. The match wasn't terrible.
1: Yes, yeah, you like, got the that's title where off. I was him. going with this mid. Uh, I don't. I didn't really pay attention much to it because, I mean, you got the title off of Liv, and I think that's the most. Yeah, important. but the stuff that I did see, I was like, ah, okay, it's it's not a horrible match.
0: Yeah. I'm just glad that Ronda Rousey got the title. It's where it should be. Where they go from now, I have no idea. Because SmackDown's women's division, it's really... I mean, it's not... Raw has all the women. Unless Charlotte's coming back soon, but we're going to get Ronda and Charlotte again? We saw that already. Exactly. So I don't know. Um, But at the same time, you know, the right woman is the champion. Liv Morgan, I don't know what they do with her. We'll see. Um, that gets a mid for me. And you said a mid for yourself. Yeah, because right?
1: like it, I think her losing the belt, because I like Liv, but her with the title just didn't really fit. I think Ronda needed to get it back. So that's why I give it a mid, because she actually won the title with the match. I didn't
0: really care for. I would actually like to see something done with Ronda and Shayna Baszler. Yeah, like, that makes too much sense, though. Yeah. Then, then
1: again, things that make sense now I actually get over because it's Triple H. So I just
0: know. didn't like how Shayna was treated when Liv Morgan beat her. Like, I, I don't know. That that was a little too convincing, you know, of a, of a win from someone that's very similar to Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Nah, if I they do know. that, they have to build Baszler back up. Yeah. Which they have before, and then they stopped doing it. They've stopped and started and stopped and started with her. I, I just... Yeah, she, deserves she sent a two shot.
1: girls to their release and then...
0: Then they did nothing with her.
1: Yeah. It's
0: just kind of stupid. Yeah, so, I don't know. Third match of the night. The Strat match. Karrion Cross, Drew McIntyre. Um, honestly... <laughs>
1: Karrion Cross's hair was the best part of the match. No, it was the worst part of the match because I don't remember
0: anything other than his ridiculous-looking hair. It was hair. the best
1: for me because it just gave me a really good laugh the whole time. What I have me?
0: no idea what happened in that match because I'm paying attention to how ridiculous Carrying Cross looks with his hair messed up. You know what's funny? I, I didn't really. I know the match was good,
1: but I didn't. I can't remember most of it because of the hair too. <laughs>
0: This, there were some shots with the strap, and I'm not saying I, I want to see someone get whipped like a, a Jr. would say a government mule. But some of these like strap shots were they were kind of weak. Some spots in the match where I just didn't really care for. Some of the strap shots sounded like they had a microphone up to them. That too. And I thought that was kind of odd. And I'm glad I'm not the only one that realized that. So thanks for pointing that out. Um... Yeah, I don't know. This match was just kind of... I know you thought the finish was whack. The finish was stupid. So Drew McIntyre is about to go for a fucking Claymore kick. And he's counting down 3-2-1. And Scarlett, her perfect ass, just steps right in front of Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that outfit
1: she had on was a...
0: Yeah, she's... Fucking bosoms. Like I said, perfect. She steps in front of Drew McIntyre. Andrew stops, he freezes, and then he tries to walk past her. She spins him around and sprays what, mace in his face? Pepper spray. Pepper spray. And because it's a strap match, anything fucking goes. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on.
1: Carrying Cross with his bad hair swoops in for the kill.
0: Yeah, and he hit him with like an elbow that was like, resembles Will Ospreay's fucking switchblade or a sling blade, whatever the fuck he calls it. Yeah, they call, he calls it the cross hammer. Right. And he got Drew McIntyre with the one, two, three. I'm not mad Cross won. It's just... Really? Do we really need to protect Drew McIntyre that much for that?
1: Yeah, it's, it wouldn't be hard to believe that a guy like Cross beat Drew McIntyre straight up. If cross is a big dude. Yeah, I don't know. It And, and
0: like, the crowd reaction was just kind of non-existent. They They weren't really... Popping for anything, if you remember. Like, I yeah. don't know. It was just kind of disappointing. I, I was really – I really had high hopes for this. Yeah, it didn't really meet my expectations. No. Granted, they had, like, the missed fireball spot, which was, you know, funny for the wrong reasons. But for a spot that they kind of botched, they, they rebounded quite nicely. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, this, I, this gets a low for me. This gets a low. Karrion Cross's hair gets a fucking low. That, that's that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. My God. I, it, it's just weird. I, I'm
1: going to give it a low because it didn't meet my expectations for what I thought these two were going to do with a strap match.
0: I feel like the bald community is mad at Karrion Cross because, you know, he got fired. He was a baldy. And this dude can grow a fucking full head of hair. But and he's he, growing that. But he looks ridiculous when, his, when he's in the middle of a match. It just doesn't look right. It's, it's, it just, I don't know. It's, it's distracting. It looks, it just dries up and gets weird. It's like he has Ric Flair hair, but it's, <laughs> he's not Ric Flair. He looks nothing like him from the fucking <laughs> forehead down. It's just weird. It just like sticks up perfectly. I don't know. <laughs> Very distracting. Karen Cross came away with the wind in about 10 minutes of a strap match, but all I saw was messed up hair. It's just so distracting. Low, very disappointing. Very disappointing. Maybe the biggest disappointment of the night. Fourth match of the night: Bianca Belair, Bailey ladder match for the Raw women's title. This was my guess to, or my pick to go on last. So I was kind of shocked that it didn't. Um, When it didn't go on last. It kind of made me feel we weren't getting a title change just because, you know, I know I called Bailey winning this, but I also called her winning it in the main event. And I also called both women's titles changing hands. But I feel like, you know, if Bailey was going to win, it was going to be in the main event, making it that much bigger of a deal. So when this was the fourth match, I kind of felt a little better about Bianca winning. And that's what happened. This was a hell of a ladder match. Great effort from both ladies. Um... Just over 15 minutes. Yeah, I'll give this one a high. Definitely gets a high. The, the big spot in the match is when... Well, first off, a little thing that was annoying about this match. Obviously, Damage Control was going to get involved. We all knew that. And they did. Where the hell is Oscar and Alexa Bliss? They didn't get involved once. I
1: forgot about that.
0: Exactly. So you've had her back this whole fucking time. Up until the ladder match? Is that not stupid? Yeah, it is. Because when Eosky and Dakota Kai came out, where was Asuka? Where was Alexa Bliss? They forgot they were friends with Bianca. So they just not make the trip to Philly? What the fuck is that? It, It just bothered me. I'm like, if they've been with her for the last couple months, why aren't they with her now? Unless you're just trying to, you know... Build Bianca up like that, it just, I get that. If you're trying to build Bianca up like it's just a three-on-one, but why wouldn't her friends help her that have been helping her the the whole time against the same three women? And you didn't see them get hurt or anything? I just, I, I don't know. Unless they, unless what happened on the end of Raw when they got attacked with the ladder by, you know, damage control was supposed to write them off. I didn't take that as them being written off. I mean, we've seen worse, ass whippings and that where they where people have come back, man or woman. Yeah. So I don't know. I I that I didn't really care for. Um but the big spot at the end of the match where uh like one half of a ladder was ripped off the other and Bianca has Bailey on her shoulders for a KOD and for some reason Bailey is holding her on to this half of the ladder. And she gets KOD'd onto that part of the ladder and you could see her Yeah, her mouth busts open. Yeah, like, she hit that face first going down, and she bled instantly. Like, you could see it in her hands. Yeah. I think she's all right because, you know, Bianca obviously, you know, would eventually climb up, take the title, win the match. Um, You saw Bailey on the ground being, you know... Helped out by, you know, damage control. And you could see her mouth. Like, I think she may have, like, maybe bit her tongue or something. Because it didn't look like anything was, like, really wrong. It's yeah, like she, she didn't. have
1: blood coming out. Yeah,
0: but she definitely hit hard. And it was a rough spot. So uh, I was kind of, like I said, the fact that this wasn't the main event kind of made me think that Bianca was going to retain. Um, I wonder where they go. As far as, you know, who is going to challenge her next. Because I thought this was the opportunity to put all the gold on damage control. And have them run Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that would have been perfect. I don't know who Bianca faces. I think the only other woman that she hasn't faced is Rhea Ripley. And we'll get to her. I don't think she's going to face her anytime soon. Because of what happened. Yeah. So I, I really don't know. No idea who uh, who's next to challenge Bianca. Because you would think after a ladder match... Where do you go from there with Bailey? Maybe they still have her, you know, challenge. But I'll, I thought another... Bailey was going to be the one to take it off, her, so Bianca could get the, you know, with Bailey. Maybe, Mania. maybe we get an Iron Woman match, a like thirty-minute. You know, maybe we get something different. I would love to see a two out of three falls match. I, we never see those anymore. You know, something different. That would be dope. A two out of three falls. Um, you know, maybe there's still a little bit more to do with Bianca and Bailey. Because I still think B- uh, yeah. <laughs> I still think Bailey should be the one, you know, to take the title off of her. Yeah, I agree. You know, so, uh, but either way, I think this, you know, this still gets a high from me. Still give this a high. Yeah, Hell of a match. Definitely. Great effort. Fifth match of the night. This was a good one, too. Edge and Finn Balor. I quit match. This is a whole thing. This was like a half hour long. It was good. This was sports entertainment. If it ever was. This was a good match. <laughs> a lot of shit happened in this match. You know, Edge and Finn fought all throughout the crowd. I think a hockey stick was involved in the match for a little bit. I think the crossface was used with a hockey stick. Yeah. Of course, with Edge. Eventually, we all knew Judgment Day was going to get involved. Damian Priest, he came in pretty late. All of them got involved. But they all got involved nearly at the same time. Um, Judgment Day all came out, and that led to Rey Mysterio coming out and trying to help Edge. But once again, he got taken out. How did How did Ray get taken out again? Did he get taken out by uh, by Dominic or, or
1: by some think, sort of I think it was Dominic.
0: It was Dominic.
1: I'll S- give it a high. It had storytelling, suspense, and shit.
0: Well, we didn't even get to the best part. Yeah. So Edge, you know, he's about to try to have the match won. I think he's doing his like cross face with the you know that part of the of the steel chair. And, you know, Damien Priest comes in. They all jump him. He's getting his ass kicked. Beth Phoenix winds up coming out of nowhere. We didn't even see her in the crowd or anything. No, she was there. Beth Phoenix comes out and tries to defend Edge because Rey Mysterio is knocked out. He's completely useless at this point. And Judgment Day gets the best of her. And I forgot, what was it? Rhea just attacked her and Edge was being held down by Damian and Dominic and Finn. Then you got Beth Phoenix on the ground and Rhea Ripley is teasing, hitting her with a concerto and that causes Edge to quit the match and Rhea Ripley does the concerto anyway. And honestly, the concerto looked fucking great. Yeah, I think we're going to get Ripley and Beth Phoenix, which is going to be dope. I think that's a cool match and uh, I think this is a nice way to keep this feud going. I'm really surprised that we didn't get AJ Styles at all in this match. Yeah, because you got to think him and Finn are next, right? You would think. Um, so I was kind of surprised about that. But, um, yeah, this discontinues. This, this continues because, you know, we're probably going to get some sort of mixed tag with Edge and, ben, uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley and, I don't know, maybe Finn? Maybe Dominic. I think that would be great. And Edge just kicked Dominic's ass. <laughs> um but yeah, we'll probably get some sort of mixed tag match, I would assume, at Crown Jewel. Yeah, it's, that makes sense. You know, something at Saudi Arabia. I, this gets a high for me. Yeah, I, I didn't I gave it a high. I didn't expect this to be practically a half hour. Like, I, I did not expect that to, to be all that. But it was very entertaining. The crowd was really into it. Um, And Finn got the win. Finn got the win on Edge. In a one-on-one match. Edge hasn't out because, you know, you're a piece of shit husband if you don't say I quit. Yeah. You did not know we were going to hit over with a chair anyway. The chair will look good. The chair will look, look good. It'll almost look too good.
1: Now what does Edge do? Because he just watched him do that to his wife. You got to think he's going to come out as a totally different fucking. Right. How he doesn't change his character up again.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, apparently, like I said, I think I was kind of um, hoping this rivalry would have been over after, you know, I, I was expecting Edge. Yeah, I think really, we both had Edge. It looks like it's going. Yeah, I did. We both had Edge winning this. Um, we were wrong about a lot of this. We both had Imperium. Both had Edge. Both had Bailey. I think we all had the same people in the, uh, throughout every match. So we mm-hmm. were wrong about everything that we were wrong about. I guess we're not used to the Triple H way of booking yet. (laughs) Yeah. We're not used to being wrong about being right or right about being wrong. I don't know how you take that, but... Yeah. Edge and and Finn Balor. A lot better than I thought it would be. Definitely gets a high from me. Um, Got a hell of a lot of time. A half hour. I can't remember the last match that got that much time. And the main event, I was wrong. Proven wrong again. I had Bayley and Bianca doing a ladder match. Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins in a fight pit. And Daniel Cormier was a special referee. It was announced right after we... Daniel Cormier got fat. (laughs) He looks like Carl Winslow. (laughs) He looks like a real ref. Yeah, he does. That's not a compliment. No. I've heard the rumors as far as, like, why they're really getting Daniel Cormier involved. And it was... Hopefully for a match with Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, he doesn't look like he belongs in a ring with Brock. Yeah, pass. (laughs) Nah, man. Look, we had to sit through Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez when Velasquez had nothing but a dad bod. All right? Like, seriously, he did not look like someone Brock Lesnar should be retreating from. And that's what we saw. And it was fucking lame. And then they had the first match on that card in Saudi Arabia and no one gave a shit. If that's what Daniel Cormier looks like, I don't need to see him do anything in WWE, let alone fucking wrestle a match. <laughs> yeah, get on that treadmill or something, bro, because that ain't it. How long has he been retired? I don't know. Has he been retired that long from MMA? Not that I can remember. I, I just, I don't know. Like He legit looked like fucking mall security.
1: That's why I said Carl Winslow, because Carl Winslow is a fat
0: cop. Bro, like, I I just, I couldn't believe that. Like, that's Daniel Cormier, huh? Like, all right, I I just couldn't get past that. (laughs) I really couldn't get past that at all. The match was good, though. The match was good. Um, The fighting on, like, the top platform of the fight pit, so I'm pretty sure this is the first fight pit in front of people. I think the other two took place in a in the pandemic. I want to see more of it. It's a good match. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was different. It, different. It, it, it reminded me of the Lion's Den. Um, the Lion's Den match from ninety eight ninety nine. Ken Shamrock participated in the yeah, only no two. ropes, just the ring with a cage around it. Yeah, it just had, you know, the whole octagon feel to it. But they have a platform in the you know on the top where you can fight on the sides, but you could also fall off. And they did a lot of fighting on top of there too. You know, we saw Rollins hit a pedigree on Riddle from there. But the thing is, you have to knock your opponent out or submit them inside the pit. It doesn't count if they get knocked out yeah, on the ledge. That's just for fighting them. So, yeah, like they would have to fall in and get knocked out that way or whatever. You know what I mean? So you can do whatever you want up there, but they, you still got to win it in the pit. That's yeah. not considered in the pit. So Rollins hit him with a pedigree there. He also went for a curb stomp and got hit with an RKO from Riddle there. You know, and right after the RKO, Riddle, not Riddle, uh, Rollins kind of like slid and like stepped off, landed in the ring from there. And that's where Riddle did the, uh, I guess he called it the Broton. It's the it's fucking centon splash. And it looked like he probably could have broken his tailbone on and the way down. I think he might have broken one of Seth Rollins' ribs, too. Well, the way Riddle was selling it. <laughs> He was like in agonizing pain the way he sounded. He had the Rocky Balboa face on <laughs> He definitely did. And it's very fitting because they were in Philly. And it was soon after that, um, Riddle put him in some sort of submission. It was, what the hell was it? I think he put him in a triangle. Yeah, triangle choke. Yeah, Riddle put say. him in a triangle. Rollins finally tapped. Riddle won. Match went in just over 15 minutes. It gets a high for me. This was cool. Um, I think shit. If anything, in hindsight, I feel like maybe the best match to go, you know, end the night on might have been the I Quit match. Yeah. Because in that match, I failed. To t- I failed to talk about it before, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it now. Michael Cole once again put on a great performance on commentary during the I Quit match. He was going off just like he was. During the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match in SummerSlam. Yeah, this is the best Michael Cole's ever been. You know, um, I'm really starting to like Michael Cole a lot. Now, you know, he has a new partner. Now that Pat McAfee's not around, he's got Wade Barrett, who got promoted from NXT to SmackDown. still I like it. Um, I would like to see Wade Barrett get involved in a match or two every now and then, coming from the announce booth. And one guy that sticks out to me in particular is Gunther. Would he better clear the wrestle? I don't know. I would assume. I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, but I, that that would be one match I would love to Hell see yeah. him and Gunther for the Intercontinental title. He is a five-time Intercontinental champion for what it's worth, so they could easily play off of that. You know, Michael Cole, he did his thing in that I quit match. He elevated that match. He made it feel more important. He was calling to judge him a bunch of sons of bitches because of what they did to Beth Phoenix. You know what I mean? That was was rough. You know, I feel like maybe the I Quit match could have ended the show. But, you know, Matt Riddle got the win. And we think the the show is over there. And Daniel Cormier is walking out with Matt Riddle. Then all of a sudden, the lights go out.
1: Instant goosebumps. When we see the fireflies. You know what? I know we talk shit about the lights going out. But that's because AEW does it every week. But when the lights go out in WWE and you hear the
0: rumors that you've been hearing, you already know what it is. It's funny. I don't think we've seen the lights go out in AEW in a while. Really? Which is about fucking time. Tell me about it. But the lights went out right when Riddle and Cormier were, you know, exiting stage. We all know who it was. And then as the fireflies lit up, we hear it over the loudspeaker. He's got the whole world in his hands. Played repeatedly. Yo, this whole thing was sick. And as it's playing, we see the Firefly Funhouse characters come to life, live action versions. We see Huskus the pig first with his belly button hanging out <laughs> and a very disturbing looking pig mask. After that, we see Mercy the Buzzard who honestly looked like Happy Corbin with a buzzard mask on with the fucking shirt that he was wearing and the pants. <laughs> <laughs> think about it it looked like happy corbin without his tattoos um right after that we see Ramblin' rabbit a life-size Ramblin' rabbit then we see the life-size abigail the witch or abby the witch i think that's what her, her name was right yeah which the mask of whoever was wearing that abby the witch mask was a callback to luke harper's mask yeah i see, i saw you tagged me that's cool they did that so you know luke harper aka brodie lee who Recently passed away almost two years ago now, I think. You know, Bray Wyatt, obviously close friend to his. Still paying homage to him. We see the live action of all these characters. And then front he's row. He's getting a, a stable, maybe? I don't know what this means. Maybe that's what the Wyatt 6 is. I don't know. Wyatt That'd 6 is what his Twitter dope. handle is. That would be dope. And then the last but not least, the, the last character they show, the Fiend himself in the fucking front row. Attention's directed to the entrance, and there's like a, a creepy looking door, and the door opens and it's a blue light. Out walks somebody with a lantern with a new mask. And you're getting the holy shit chance. We yeah. all know who it is. He unmasks and it's fucking Bray Wyatt. The crowd went nuts. It's just the mic wasn't working that well because he did say let me in.
1: No, he said I'm here. Did he say I'm yeah, here? Yeah, I heard what he, he said. I'm here. And then I he thought he said,
0: it. let me in after that.
1: But it was just like, <laughs> he said, I'm here. And the mic was like, whoo. But Philly went nuts. Yeah, they did.
0: They, they went should. bananas. They went all sorts of fucking fruits and vegetables. Tomatoes, potatoes. Did they go cucumbers? They might have <laughs> went cucumbers. <laughs> they might have went Potatoes.
1: For Bray Wyatt is back. I hope he gets the stable.
0: I I don't know what this means if we're getting a stable. I don't know if that's what the Wyatt Six the rumor is. Rumor is his
1: brother's back too. We have heard something I'd about like him to be the fiend. Yes. Bo Dallas is the
0: fiend. If they bring back Bo Dallas, I think it would be such an awesome like revelation if you see Bray Wyatt and the fiend at the same place at the yeah. same time. And then, they, you know what? Don't even reveal it right away. Just wonder how the hell that's possible. And then eventually... A little bit of razzle-dazzle to the story. But you have to fucking set them up for that. That's what I'm saying. With Bo Dallas, that's a big reveal. Let him be the fiend. You don't know it yet. Let them speculate... He reveals himself to be the fiend, and he
1: could play the fiend perfectly because he looks just like Bray Wyatt.
0: Dude, I am so white. and he's wearing a mask, but their bodies are just similar too. They look a lot alike. Fucking Bray Wyatt's back. Obviously, they get to high. No yeah. shit.
1: <laughs> what a way to end the show. I was like, it was at first. I was kind of like, damn, he's just gonna blow the lantern out. But I was like, that's a Bray Wyatt thing. And you
0: know, before you know, I also forgot um, they left the mask of the burnt fiend mask. On the announce table, and then Michael Cole and Corey Graves, like, what the hell? And they like moved away from it and everything, like, yeah. when they highlighted it. Um, that was another one, another you know, uh, reference to they showed the funhouse burnt down too with spider webs on all the characters yeah. and all the puppets and shit. Just great, man. I wonder
1: where he goes from here. Like, well, what's the new mask about? Who's gonna be his first target? Does he get a stable?
0: I mean. We don't know if he's Raw or SmackDown, if that even matters. I, I, I
1: would like him to be Raw on Raw, just because I want to see him on Monday, <laughs> see what he says.
0: I, yeah, I can't. I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be on Raw Monday, regardless. Like they're not gonna make us wait till fucking Friday. They can't. They can't do that to us. He, Bray Wyatt, uh, damn it! If he's not the first thing we see, he better be the last thing we see on Raw. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're
1: gonna make me tune in for
0: three hours. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. If you're gonna make me tune in for all three hours, then put them on last. Otherwise, give it to me right away. But Bray Wyatt is back, and that's all that's important. I was kinda hoping for a little more instead of him just doing that in the entrance. I was kinda hoping like for a full entrance. Some music if he's gonna have new music. Yeah. But there's still more to it. We the reveal Um, isn't even completely finished. I I called it. There's more to
1: it an episode, maybe a couple months, or maybe earlier in the year, I said, yo, after he does the movie, I think he's coming back. And would that have happened without Vince retiring?
0: Probably not.
1: But it happened.
0: I so. feel like, here, here's, here's how I feel. I mean, like, he was smart enough to not just bite at, you know, take the bait like everybody else did with AEW and probably be unhappy there by now like everybody else is. Yeah, He went and did his own thing He probably wasn't hurting for money Because he's probably not stupid with his money He made a lot of money off of merch as, With The Fiend As The Fiend, whatever So he could stand to be away from wrestling For as long as he was He didn't need AEW No, he didn't As much as they needed him maybe That would have messed him up head. Yeah, absolutely He'd be locked in for like four or five fucking years right now And wanting out like everybody else does now too it's, yeah. it's, again, I'm going to say it as shitty as it sounds. Vince McMahon and all these allegations, <laughs> as far as the product goes, the quality of the fucking show, is the best thing to happen to WWE.
1: Yeah, him, him letting Triple H, him retiring and Triple H taking over is, 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 like you said, the allegations and shit, it's not like we're saying, oh, good for him, but it's just no the, that popping up and being the reason that he ultimately stepped down. Him stepping down is the best thing that happened. I mean, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves. We wanted Vince to step down for a while. Yeah. Because look what we're getting with Triple H, and it's only been like two months.
0: Yeah, exactly. We got Bray Wyatt back. And I'm glad they didn't drag it out as long as we thought they would have. Perfect place to do it. Extreme rules. It's in October. It's spooky season. Yeah. It's Philly.
1: I, I'm, I'm hyped to see what he's going to do. Philly got a treat. I give this show an eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half. The only reason that it's not a nine is because Karrion and Cross and Drew didn't live up to my expectations and I didn't really give a shit for living. and Drowsy. Yeah,
0: I- I'll give it like a seven and a half. Eight maybe. I'm going now. Bray five. Wyatt definitely is, you know, the big thing coming out of this pay-per-view. Um, but the-, the six-man tag, the Donnie Brook was entertaining as hell. Um, the I quit match was surprisingly, you know, I would say between the I quit match and the, and, uh, the Brook, probably the best matches of the night. The ladder match was cool, too. I enjoyed the ladder match. Um, but the first match and, and the I quit match, it's was pretty surprised how good uh, the I quit match was. And, you know, with Finn coming out as the winner, the whole thing with Rhea Ripley and Beth Phoenix. It's like, all right, if that's a, you know, if you're going to keep the feud going, it's a good way to do it. So, solid pay-per-view. We got Bray Wyatt back. I'll give it an 8. For Bray Wyatt, I'll give it an 8. Pretty disappointed by the strap match, I, I will say. And like you said about Liv and uh, Ronda, uh, you know, it was what it was. Right person won, so I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Yeah, I just didn't really care for it. Overall pay-per-view, man,
1: solid yeah. as hell. Very well, no-worthy.
0: pay-per-view is very solid. Very noteworthy. Oh, no, yeah. The Miz kicked the Philadelphia Flyer mascot's ass. Which is funny as shit. Then he gets choked out by... Dexter Mm -hmm. Loomis. Yeah. Who winds up leaving with the Flyer's mascot. Loomis is funny. Whenever we get a match with that, with those two, who the hell knows. Um, But, yeah. I enjoyed Extreme Rules. We got Bray Wyatt back. It's um, No idea who his first target is, but I I can't wait to see what he does next. WWE just keeps getting better, man. Yeah, it does. We it's got exciting. Saudi Arabia in another month, and then a few weeks after that, we got War Games. Survivor I'm hyped Series. for Triple H's first big four, which is Survivor Series, and it's going to be War Games. Well, SummerSlam was technically his. Oh, yeah. He took over for he that. He took over that right right before. So right. he didn't make that card. He just kind of, like, inherited it and, you know. Yeah, I want to see what, what kind this of stuff he makes. Right, this forever. is going to be the first one he's, like, completely in control he's, of. And he's already builds. putting war
1: games, like we said he should do. And look at that. Oh, man. I know, I know. I'm hyped for the Royal Rumble, too. Alamo Dome. I think this away. year, since Triple H is in charge, you hear a buzzer go off in the Alamo Dome and Shawn Michaels' music hits. Oh, man. Holy shit.
0: I do think we're going to get an X-Pac uh, Rumble return. I can see that. Because he has expressed uh, interest in wanting to come back and do something like that. He's in good shape, too. Exactly. I'll take it. So I, I think that would be cool. You know, I think the Royal Rumble was perfect for shit like that. Why not? I'm going I would go nuts if Shawn Michaels' music his title. Oh, what? And in San Antonio? Yeah.
1: Where he won the title against Sid? I, I say they do it. I think he's in the shape to do it, too. It's give him, like, ten minutes in the Rumble. Oof, man, that would be fucking crazy. That would be so, I mean, cool. no, so I'm, I'm hyped for it.
0: See what happens. But, uh, but yeah, guys, that was Extreme Rules. Uh, when we come back, we are going to discuss what do you know? Another backstage fight that happened in AEW's locker room. <laughs> uh, can't wait to get into this one. So uh, stick with us, and uh, we'll get right into it.
1: To back up into the ring in just a moment or two for more exciting fucking action. <laughs> That was the E side of things. Now we're going to get into the AEW side of whatever they got going on. Well,
0: the elite, I guess you could say. they It's a circus over there, bro. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can call it the circus because what do you know? Another backstage fight happened. And this time it was Andrade and Sammy Guevara. And it all started because uh, Andrade, I don't know if it was an interview or a podcast, but he was talking about how... I guess he was asked a question about, um, you know, if anybody's ever, you know, complained about how he works, whatever. And he mentioned Sammy Guevara being, you know, one of the people that apparently have complained about how, you know, stiff he was. Yeah. And he heard it through other people. And then according to Andrade, and the way he even explained it, he wasn't even taking shots at Sammy. He said that, you know, he approached him about it after hearing what he heard. And Sammy didn't say anything about it you know so then he dropped it it was nothing and Andrade even said something about you know no one's ever complained about how stiff he's worked he said you know he's worked with people like John Cena and he didn't complain about it he said not even the Miz yeah Andrade's good it. you know so he just kind of you know mentioned that in the interview and Sammy Guevara took quite an exception to it Sammy Guevara basically said um, he got on Twitter because <laughs> that's what people do nowadays yeah he got on Twitter and said um, to Andrade, you didn't say shit to me. You're a liar. But here's some truth. You ungrateful prick. You would be jobless if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. And that's Ric Flair. For anybody that doesn't know, Andrade's married to Charlotte Flair. And he says, are you really mad at me or are you mad at yourself for failing to get over for a second time? Just go back to WWE like we all know you want to and go fuck off. Who's Sammy Guevara to talk about getting over? Andrade said, I said it to your face. If you had a problem with me and you said nothing, I won't beat your ass because I'm a professional. Don't be scared. When I say something, I name names, and I'm not scared to get fired. Well, first off, there's a bit of a language barrier with Andrade tweeting. Um he's <laughs> he doesn't Yeah, I mean. It's funny because it was You know, we heard before Dynamite, you know, happened and before anybody arrived, it was said that Tony Khan had spoken with both Andrade and Sammy Guevara. Now, I I highly doubt he spoke to both of them at the same time, but, like, Define spoke. Like, is this spoke as far as he spoke to them through text? Did he call them? Did he speak to them personally? Because none of that shit, you know, meant anything because he was trying to get them to, you know, agree to not engage in any sort of physical altercation... All of this proves to me
1: that Tony Khan will never be a successful wrestling promoter. I mean... Look at th-
0: three years in, look at the shit he's got going on. Just this year. Yeah. And it's the second one involving Sammy Guevara. Eddie Kingston and him just a couple months ago in the summer. Because Guevara's a little pussy douchebag. He looks like the type that is just... Like he looks like the type to run his fucking mouth. Like He's all bark and no bite. According to... Sources, you know, Tony Khan spoke to both of them and we both had agreed to not engage in anything, you know, that resembles a physical altercation. And apparently Sammy, not Sammy Guevara, Andrade was told that he wouldn't get fired if anything happened. So basically he was given a get out of jail free card. Yeah. Because it happened anyway. Oh, I'm not going to get fired. Okay, cool. So it, it was said that. Andrade was waiting for Sammy Guevara on the the Dynamite tapings. And apparently Andrade was supposed to have a match that was on, on the Rampage tapings that was pulled because of this fight. So apparently they got in each other's face. And it was said that Andrade threw punches. And Sammy Guevara, I think, was said to not have fought back. And it was Andrade that was sent home, not Sammy Guevara. And it's interesting Ooh. because Sammy Guevara was also not just in the main event of Dynamite. He tagged with Chris Jericho going up against Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson. He didn't just tag in the main event the same night he got into this fight, he got the pinfall on Daniel Garcia.
1: Who beat Brian Danielson not too long
0: ago? Right, yeah. And tagging with him now. Um, but Sammy Guevara did not get sent home, Andrade did. Andrade was told he would not get fired, even though it pretty much seems like he was trying to. Because Hey, Charleston WWE, everybody seemingly wants to leave AEW now, that Triple H he is still He was going right? to
1: attack Guevara either way, because if I attack him and get fired, cool, that's what I want. But you're, now you're telling me I'm not? Like, you sealed his fate
0: just now. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens with Andrade now, though?
1: I hope they fire him, honestly. I I want Andrade back in WWE. But I can also see
0: a situation where they just let him sit at home and they pay him. Because But then that would make Tony Khan
1: everything that he went against because when Vince wouldn't let anybody out of their contracts, he was so vocal about it. AEW was so vocal about it. Now you're gonna hold these guys hostage? They're Uh, fighting backstage to get out of contracts. Like what I understand from the business standpoint that it's fucked up, but they want out, so if they're, if they're fighting backstage to get out, what are you going to do? Just let them keep fighting and kill each other? And here's the thing, too, and I agree with you.
0: Um, and this is not a shot on Andrade, but you're not using him right at all. You haven't from day one. Who's to say you are going to use him right and what he's going to even mean to your business? Yeah, if you're not going to use if him right, is, why not just let him go? Is he going to draw for you? Because you're not doing shit with him. You know, so you're going to just pay him to sit at home or have him come and start fights waiting for you to let him go. Now for Sammy Guevara. This is the second time in just, what, three months that he's had an issue with somebody backstage.
1: Yeah, because he, he I'm telling you, he has that fucking little bravado to him. He's one of those guys.
0: It's one thing after another. If it's not, you know, Punk in the Elite, it's Thunder Rosa running away from the rest of the women in the division hiding in the bathroom. Now it's Andrade and Sammy Guevara.
1: It's a circus, bro.
0: It's very interesting that Sammy Guevara doesn't get sent home either. What's the message there that, you know, it's sent to the locker room? Is this guy untouchable? Sadie Kingston that got, you know, suspended for that, you know, altercation that they had, granted he mushed his face and all that. But it's just to me, Sammy Guevara just seems like a shit-stirring prick. Exactly. And he's getting away with shit. You know, so I, I don't know, it's 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 been said to have you know pissed a lot of AEW guys and you know in the locker room off just because you are seeing Sammy Guevara get away with murder once again.
1: And he shouldn't because he's not one of them top guys that should be able to get away with shit. He's just him, and, I,
0: and not for nothing. Sammy Guevara can't be in his right mind to think he can do anything to Andrade. I mean, yeah, if Andrade I, I, wants I would, you. I feel I could like picture him getting his ass kicked feel like Andrade would come out uh, better out of those two. Um, the shit that's going on behind the scenes is, is more interesting than what's going on in the ring. But, like, I want to see AEW do good. I like that there are, you know, two different companies that matter. I like that there's a competition. Yeah, it is cool. It's just
1: they need to do better shit on TV and stop letting real life backstage problems be what everybody is interested in
0: everything that's happening for real is more interesting than what the fuck's
1: happening on tv you're not gonna get you're not gonna make money if we can watch more interesting shit that's just coming up on
0: dirt sheets then you know what i'm saying and as far as andrade goes like i just think it's funny that he was told he wasn't gonna get fired (laughs)
1: <laughs> if he yeah, it's like it's like Tony Khan didn't care about anything but the fact that he probably read them tweets and all he saw out of them was...
0: I don't care what you do, you're not going to WWE. When Guevara
1: <laughs> said, oh, you want to go to WWE. That, that, that's basically it. I don't care what you do, but hey, you're not going back. That's all Tony Khan cared about.
0: Beat his little ass for all I care. <laughs> you're not going to WWE, though. So, I don't know. I think eventually... You know, I mean, he's he was sent home, Andrade. Who knows when the hell we see him again. Um, Yeah, I think the best bet is to just let him go. You're not... He's not going to fucking affect you one way or the other. You're not using him like that. Yeah. No need to fucking keep him there, you know. um, And, and just let him rot and pay him. I don't know. That's just me. No, you're right, because uh, like I
1: said, he couple of months ago, he was bad and oh, you should let people out, like, because he wouldn't let people out of their contracts. Now you're doing exactly what you were bad-mouthing,
0: like, yeah. you. Typical shit. But it's just, if he lets him out of his contract, then who's next to ask out? Because you know damn well. <laughs> That's the thing. If, if he lets the trend keep going, it's like, damn. Because if you do it for one guy... You know the others are going to come Cause out. Because then
1: you got guys like, oh, all I got to do is punch Sammy Guevara in
0: the face. Oh, cool. I've been to do that forever. <laughs> he You'll like, have a whole fucking lineup of I, X- I WWE guys. Of my contract that way. You'll have a whole lineup of XWWE guys, ex-NXT champions. Yeah, right? Waiting to fucking punch out Sammy Guevara. All right, let him wake up. I'm going to kick him in the fucking face. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like that's hilarious. It you know, is. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, clearly Sammy Guevara is a problem backstage. Like, like, like come on, it's not a coincidence. You know, um, he has a very punchable face, uh, very punchable. That should amount to some real heel heat. But again, AEW nah, has no idea like how to do that. He like heat. But AEW has no idea how to do that. Sammy yeah, Guevara is well. talented, but he has no idea how to work. He's a fucking gymnast, just like everybody else. Yeah, he almost broke his fucking neck that one time. Right, just doing something stupid that no one else should attempt. He probably hasn't attempted either. So, yeah, Um, I don't know. This would be nice if this does lead to Andrade coming back to WWE because Triple H is really the only one that's ever booked him right in NXT. He was a former NXT champion. And he was doomed as soon as he went to the main roster, just like practically everybody else. Yeah, made the jump, you know. He'll be
1: he'll be good in WWE, but that's if Tony Khan lets him go.
0: Yeah, it's something we gotta stay tuned to. But yeah, just more drama in AEW. More fucking drama. And I and I just again I just think it's hilarious that Sammy Guevara doesn't get sent home and main events dynamite the same night. Like Gets the pinfall. Like, wow. I was like, is he there, Shawn Michaels? Like, I just... <laughs> it's like, that's just interesting. Like, of all fucking people. Like, all right. Like, I don't know. I guess. But yeah, guys, that's all we got for you guys today. Extreme Rules. Sammy Guevara and Andrade. More AEW drama. Bray Wyatt's back. I'm hyped for that. That's the most exciting thing. Very excited for that. But if you don't already... Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high. Follow for news and updates. Funny pictures. Maybe we might meet a legend one time or another. Mikey Bravo. Speaking of which, before we go. Our very own Mikey Bravo. Met Kurt Angle. Quite. Last week, Pandora's Toy Box. New Jersey. Lafayette, New Jersey, I believe. Yeah, Kurt was a man, bro. He's cool. See the picture on our uh, Instagram? You only get to see the back of Mikey Bravo's head. He's still shredded. But uh, Kurt Angle, yeah, he he still looks good from the pictures, man. He said he was a really cool guy, right? Yeah, he he was really cool.
1: Yeah, he asked me, he's like, oh, these guys must be brothers. I'm like, nah, those are my sons. And he was like, oh. (laughs) I should have told
0: him it's true, it's damn true. (laughs) Oh, man, you missed it. I missed my cue. But yeah, man, it's... uh, It was dope. Really cool, man. I wish I would have been able to make it myself. Kurt Angle's a legend. You know, one of the greatest of all time. That's our show for the week. Mike, any last thoughts? Nah. Nah, that's all you get. For Mikey Bravo, the man of hardly any words. The monster among Mikes. Before the monster among Mikes, this is Lex James. We'll see you next time. Today's episode is brought to you by... And Rabbit's Bohemian Breakfast Spread. Start every morning with a smash. <laughs> and remember, my fireflies. I'll always light the way. And all you have to do is <laughs> let me in.